Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by what I can already tell is going to be one of my new favorite people. It's charity shop girl, secondhand fashion advocate, and an air ambulance ambassador. It's the legend Jennifer Grail. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hi, thank you very much for having me. So excited. I do what though. I think you're the first person who's like, before they've come on the podcast, to be like, I listened to it <laughs> like you've kind of watched it because the, every other time like I invite someone they have not got a fucking clue what I'm talking about I think maybe as well I did that because I was scared of things that you might ask me as well. <laughs> like preparing myself for could he pull the rug from under me and ask me about something oh yeah I'm gonna go oh. like full full Oprah now <laughs> <laughs> from this moment on <laughs> So it is funny though, because I have like people who don't understand like obviously waffling is what us Brits do. We 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 chat a lot. Um so then when I get some of like American guests on, they have not got a clue what I'm talking about and they think it's about food and yeah, I've had quite a few disappointed guests. <laughs> I did think waffle like cake at first until I watched it and you said about waffle, you know, it's important that we keep waffling yeah. and I thought, oh okay, there's the guy. <laughs> So I did genuinely great for the brand. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, pleasantries out the way. How, how are you doing first? How are you? How, how's today been? Um, it's actually been stressful because I've got a two-year-old and she's definitely wow. in the. T- <laughs> um, and trying to be charity shop girl and do things with a two-year-old is quite difficult, but I'm learning to manage it better. So, in all honesty, today I'm tired and. <laughs> I honestly don't know how you mums do it. I have so much respect for the lot of yous. <laughs> oh, I just think we're just very good at multitasking. I think if you can multitask, you can do... I mean, I Correct sometimes it. 
look like I can't multitask and I'll be like looking like I'm having a breakdown, but really I am I'm coping. Just <laughs> not you were the first person who said like I have a breakdown to cover the fact that I'm actually in control it's yeah. normally the other way around I'm aware of it I'm aware that I'm not having one but I'm just <laughs> oh, I love that um so yeah well as I choose out of the way um I start each one of my shows with something called the weekly waffle and it's a chance for me and my guests to get something off our chest and in the hope that it makes us feel a little bit better now What's been bothering me this week, Jen? Well, it's been bothering me for a while, but obviously I thought I'd wait and have a this kind of conversation with with yourself. I feel like you can offer some real good insights this one. And it's what's really bothering me is how kind of throwaway we seem to be at the moment. Like there's this kind of, I don't know if it's just like the things that I've noticed since I've started to be a bit more careful with like what I'm buying what I'm consuming but there's a lot of like oh well don't worry about it. I can just buy another one and it's like it's that attitude that I'm like hmm it's really that's that's the problem yeah I think it's that massively started with mobile phones you know because we used to have mobile phones for a really long time didn't we and it was like yeah. we felt good that we had a mobile phone I was just excited to have a mobile phone or a page yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I think now, like, they're constantly, retailers or whoever else, even, like, mobile phone companies are constantly pushing down our throat that we need to have yeah. the next And really what we've already got is still okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what's co- getting us people into debt is because they feel like they need to have the latest thing. And that that's what hopefully I'm trying to change. But it's just showing that it's okay to still have the same phone if it works. It's okay to still have the same clothes if you like them. Yeah. You know, it's okay not to have the latest car. You know, as long as it's working and you're happy, then that's the main thing. But we it's are a very much a throwaway society, I'd say. Because it, it always reminds me of that Lily Allen song. I think it's The Fear. And she's like, we're weapons of mass consumption. Yeah. And it's just like, we literally just consume, whether it's like content, whether it's like the new latest mobile phone. It's like, are we actually doing all this stuff because we want this latest stuff? Are we doing it to kind of show up for people that don't care? <laughs> I, but I think a lot, it's the same for food. I would say the same about food. Yeah. And you see that with like, you know, when it's say like an event or it's Christmas, how quickly the shelves empty of things that yeah. you probably would never have eaten before. <laughs> They're like, why are they all gone? Like, why are pickled walnuts sold out? Like, who's <laughs> But people feel like they need to have them. And social media plays a big part in that because yeah. people that post the picture to say that that's what they've got to impress, you know, other people. When it's yeah. not, when you take those things away, you know, they're not really that important. But it's very difficult to not be competitive like that with social media, I think. Do you think it was, is it just social media? Because I remember being in like secondary school and having like, if you didn't have a pair of rock ports or oh, yeah. if you didn't have, what was the other one? <laughs> was it wallabies or <laughs> something like that? Like, then if you didn't have them, then like you were like kind of, are oh, you yeah. not on trend or? And I think that that's still a case now with families and like parents feeling like their kids have to have like yeah. the the designer stuff. I mean, I've got two older kids, a fifteen and a thirteen, and my son is all about Palm Angels and he's all about yeah. you know, it's got to have a name on it. But 
I think if his friends started wearing things that didn't have names on, they'd be very easily influenced as well. It is about like keeping up with everyone else, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. I definitely agree with that. In school, we used to t- I used to take my pack lunch in it. Neto bag, as I put it in once. Yeah, and <laughs> let me live it down. Whereas now I'm like I'm proudly coming out with my Aldi bags. Like, not even... you know what? That, that is so true. Remember, like when in especially in primary school, I think more so. But the no frills at like quick yeah. save. It wasn't <laughs> and, cool. And it's like these people like used to get ridiculed for that. Whereas now, like this is what I'm like. I'm really interested to like waffle you with you about because there is obviously a real shift at the moment with this whole kind of sustainability thing um but to be fair actually we'll save that what gets on your goat (laughs) missed a huge part of the show out there (laughs) what gets on my nerves right thinking about this a lot and there's lots of things but the biggest thing for me is and it's gonna make me angry even talking about (laughs) you know when you are driving and you let somebody out and the passenger in their car (laughs) Like the person who's driving doesn't say thank you. The passenger does. Or if you're a passenger, put the hands up. Yeah. And you're like, like, butt out, like it's not your car. I'll say I, I might not have wanted to say thank you, but why you say thank you for me? That literally and it's so stupid, but it drives me insane, honestly. Or when a passenger goes, they're letting you go. And you're like, Okay, yeah, I am okay. I know I'm aware of what's going on. Stop taking control. So that's definitely what winds me off you know what though it's gonna be one of those things that like i'm gonna be like i'm not gonna be able to unsee it (laughs) now (laughs) so thank you for ruining that for me (laughs) but going back said about like people no frills like i wouldn't have gotten no frills chocolate bar out my lunchbox but now when i used to be at work i would happily get like a titan out from from else yeah cheap a titan used to be a a racer I love a racer. <laughs> You're not like happy, just happy that, you know, I'm proud I shop in Aldi, big deal. Yeah. That's what I mean. It all goes down the same way, doesn't it? Like yeah. it's, it's it, it tastes pretty much exactly the same. It's just on the outside. And I think, you know, it, it comes down to whether it's fashion, whether it's like, you know, your mentality to a yeah. certain level that you kind of, you're all just kind of looking for this like weird approval from people who no one cares it's like the whole yeah. thing about going to the gym and stuff like we get so in our heads about these things of like what people are going to think like are they going to think less of me because I've got like a chocolate bar from Aldi and it's just like come on like if at the end of the day if you're happy with your chocolate bar from Aldi yeah. there is not one person on this planet that tells you that it's less than what they have it's it's all a load of shite yeah I agree with that and not to get too deep but I used to very much worry about what other people thought of me like a lot and I like I I listen I listen to podcasts a lot Uh, obviously yours but I listen (laughs) and a lot of them say you know one of the best things for you for like your self-worth is not to worry about what other people think because if you're happy in yourself like I'm extremely emotional like I'm a very highly emotional person and I used to think of that as like a negative thing. But I'd say, my dad used to say, with age, you won't be bothered what other people think. And I definitely think that that's starting to happen less and less yeah. now. We're starting to embrace this is who I am. You know, I'm not a bad person. Yes, I'm emotional. Yeah, you know, I feel things more deeper than other people. But 
and that's again goes back to everything same as with my fashion I'm not a very I'm not an extremely confident person but I'm confident in what I wear and I own what I wear and I think that that's maybe what's started making me think to embrace more of who I am and it would be great if so as well I think there's definitely a shift moving with this and I think to be fair, I've noticed it a hell of a lot more, especially in like my lab mates so since starting the, like the podcast and having these kind of comp- con- conversations and these kind of connections that slowly but surely those things like I used to be petrified of telling people like, oh, a Disney film made me cry. Whereas now I'm like, if I want to cry at The Lion King or I want to cry it up, I'm like, I can't control it. So I'm not going to give myself a hard time just because something's made me feel a certain way. Yeah, and I think that like it's important what you're doing as well about making sure that men talk because it's so important that they talk because there is a thing about like it's not okay for men to cry and it's not okay yeah. for them. Oh, I'm I'm actually really really struggling and it's so important to be able to do that. Same as it's okay for a girl to cry, you know. Yeah. Let's let's talk about kind of like the charity shop side of you, charity shop girl. I want to know, like, there's a few things that you've kind of mentioned already and I've kind of picked up on, but I kind of want to hear the story from yourself. Like, how did this kind of, I don't want to say character, but like, how did this kind of movement start with you? I like to say like superhero because I I talk about it as if she's another person. I go, I'm going to be a shop girl. Who am I to like? Am I Jen or (laughs) a shop girl? But I've always very much have my own style I never wore what everybody else was wearing and I'm not saying that we were poor growing up but mm-hmm. like a lot of people in Liverpool wore like Lacoste tracksuits and they were like over a hundred pounds and even mm-hmm. though my mum probably would have bought me one if I wanted one I didn't want to wear one either yeah. you know? and it wasn't we couldn't afford it really because they they used to they were like 150 quid for the whole tracksuit and people would want to have it for Christmas day but I yeah. remember these tartan trousers, these blue suede shoes. It sounds like an awful outfit. It really was an awful <laughs> outfit. But, and my friends used to really take the piss out of me, like really take the piss and say, I used to, they used to call me, don't step on my blue suede shoes. And, say, <laughs> and that used to bother me. But it, it never stopped me from just being different and dressing different. And I started shopping in Quiggins, which was a vintage shop in Liverpool. It was like loads of different floors and it was all like pre-loved vintage secondhand yeah. and I just loved it and then from about the age of 17 I just loved a charity shop and it didn't bother me you know if anybody asked I loved TK Maxx as well yeah. and people would go that's lovely where'd you get that and I'd be like oh my god two pounds or five pounds it never and I Although I am like talking about being a person who worries about what people thought of me mm-hmm. when it came to what I was wearing and my fashion it never bothered me saying, and it still doesn't. So I just used to go, yeah, two pounds, like five pounds. Yeah. I've always, wherever I've I've lived in Jersey, I've lived in Liverpool, and I live in Cheshire. I always have charity shops. Ninety percent of my wardrobe has been secondhand for since I was seventeen. So it's always been instilled in me. And then yeah. I got made redundant during COVID from Land Rover, which was a job that I did actually really, really love, yeah. but. I got made redundant and I I was pregnant and I just kind of like was That's what, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Because um my husband, who's actually from Coventry. I'm really? gonna yeah, I'm actually gonna put Chelsmore on the map here because he's from Chelsea. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> I told him I'd put Charles Moore on the map. But when Shout I met... out to Charles Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Back then. And then I had Joe and Stella who were, who were like 10 and 12. And then I had Joni. So it was a massive gap of not having a baby. We yeah. got mad. Then we went into lockdown. Then Ben's dad passed away. Then Ben lost his job. I lost my job. So much stuff happens yeah. in such a short space of time. And I was like, I, what am I going to do? Like, this is it. Like, And in all of being brutally honest, I was like, I've got a newborn baby. Who's going to want an employee woman with a newborn baby? And after COVID, I'm going to struggle to get a job. And then it was my daughter, who's 13 next week. She said, mum, you need to do TikTok because you need to do your hauls, but also I think that people would love your style. They'll love your personality. And I literally, that that is where I started, was just yeah. then. One video in my bedroom, and I was so, like, quiet, and I was going, oh, I've just bought this top, and um, <laughs> I'm going to show you how to wear it three ways. And then everyone was like, your voice, you need to do, like, audio books. And then as I got more <laughs> they've stopped saying that now. <laughs> 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 so you're the confidence is great. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> I've got more scouts, I think, because in the days I was like, oh, I'm so shy and I'm so quiet. And then <laughs> people have stopped saying that I've got a very good voice for audiobooks now. But um, I start then, it just literally, it just escalated in a very good yeah. way. And I felt like I always say this sentence and it's it's quite sad and a bit cheesy, but... I've I've had a cake shop. I had a cake shop a long time ago. I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. I worked at Land Rover. I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. But this is definitely what I'm supposed to do because it literally makes me so happy. And when I was stood once in a in a, um, a donation centre with the air ambulance, I had this overwhelming thing of I've always wondered what I'm supposed to do, and this is it. Like this is where I am meant to be. This is my beating heart and. I'm just so excited about where it's going to go and where it's going already. You know, that's how you know you're doing the right thing. Yeah, it makes you. It's not a chore. When I had the cake yeah. shop, chore. It wasn't a hobby anymore. It was a chore, and I felt like I wasn't getting much back from it. But again, like I'm a massively empathetic person, and to feel like I can put my empathy into something that is helping is massive as well because I'm yeah. getting. I'm the type of person that loves a pat on the back. I love someone saying, you know, you're doing a good job. And to see that I'm making changes, but in such a positive way and becoming almost like a voice for charity retail is, yeah. it. I found not only what I was supposed to do, but what fits me as a person as well, yeah. you know, because I am quite emotional and empathetic and, you know, to be around such incredible people all the time, whether that's people in the charity sector, like volunteers or managers or even trustees on the air ambulance. Yeah. So there's it's such an incredible sector to be involved in. It really is. Do you know what, though? I can really hear it in your voice. Like, it, it was, to be fair, it was about two, three minutes in, and I can get, like, a huge sense of, like, one, that you know who you are kind of yeah. thing. Like, there is a strong, like, sense of like identity with you that I'm really kind of getting from this conversation and not only that but like I have so much respect for people who kind of turn their kind of not necessarily pain but then I imagine there was obviously elements of that you know with like the job losses and you know COVID was a massive hit for us all to then turn that kind of 
kind of pain into a purpose yeah like it like I think it's that thing that I always used to hear like a saying like oh if you're if you get a job that you love like you'll never work a day in your life and like I used to think it was one of those like such a bullshit thing to yeah. say until you genuinely find yeah. something that you like ah like because there's been days when I have had like the worst possible days like, I've not been in the right headspace but as soon as that record button is pressed I'm like this is where I'm at yeah. where you're supposed to be and I think that's so, I, something else that you said recently was about your your story can be somebody else's story. And I, the advice I always say is don't be afraid to reinvent yourself. Like when I look at things that I've done in the past, you know, I had a cake shop. I actually sold the cake shop because I had skin cancer like that. Wow. It changed me as a person. It gave me massive health anxiety, which I still have now. And that changed me and then I went on to do I went back to being in the car industry because I thought that maybe I should go back to where I was when I was comfortable but I've taken massive risks with Charity Shop Girl like last year I did everything for free I did everything voluntarily putting my name and helping seeing if it was working I took risks I made mistakes but again talking about me as a person I'm a massive warrior I do have health anxiety because of skin cancer and because yeah. I've now I'm focused on something I don't have as much time now even my 15 year old son said that to me he said mum you're so much happier because you've got yeah. something you love that you're putting everything into and it is really it's that's a, yours that, as well like you created this it's mine and I like I'm very precious about the journey and who she is and what she yeah. represents you know I'm conscious about um, I love the people that follow me it's like almost like a family they yeah. they trust me they love me I love them they and they they know me as well they'll tag me in things that go or they'll tag me in a basket because I carry a basket or tag me in something with shoulder pads or and I yeah. think to have created that after a year means that people really have got me already and understood me and I think that it gave me confidence because I was being myself and people liked me because of I wasn't being anything else. And if yeah. that is not boost, then, you know, these people like me because I'm, I'm me and I'm authentic and I'm not putting any bells or whistles on it. I'm just literally showing you my stuff from the charity shop. And I'm obviously hilarious, which helps. Yeah. But, <laughs> exactly. You know. I mean, my face is aching already. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? It's it's so commendable. Like, and I'm I'm in awe of people like yourself because there is a lot that people not necessarily know that goes on behind. You know, it's a lot of hard work to kind of show up on, especially on those days when you don't feel like you kind of like showing up. You mentioned there about kind of like the risks and kind of you know getting out of your comfort zone to a point when like you went back to your comfort zone with the car industry. How do you navigate that fear? Like, is there in like a kind of a voice in your head that says like, just go for it? Or because I, I, I like what you said about the kind of like the sharing your story part. Like, I've learned more about myself talking to people like you than I have with any kind of self help book or you know guide or whatever it might be. It all comes down to kind of just listening. So I kind of want to throw it over to you. Like, how do you navigate those kind of scary moments of, you know, fit, well, fear? 
I would say it's my friends and family and it's my friends who've known me since probably when I was like 16, 17. I've got a friend who I used to work with at my first job at Mercedes. She knows me more than I know myself and she will very easily take me out of a situation by that I'm worried about mm. by almost telling me how incredible I am. And I think that that is important. If somebody believes in you, like, for example, my friends, my family, if someone believes in you and says, you can do this, even someone that you don't know, if you talk yeah. to somebody and you say, I'm thinking of doing this, and they say, that is a really good idea. Why don't you give it a try? I think positivity is a massive benefit. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I've got negative people in my life who I've dipped my toe in the water of talking to them about yeah. it. And, right. It's not that I'm, I don't want to talk to you because you're not going to tell me what I want to hear, but I don't need that right now. And yeah. I think that the fear comes from also things that maybe have happened in your life that you've that you've managed to get through. So when I think about that, I suffer with migraines that bad that I have injections in my head. I have nerve blocks wow. in my head and I have injections in my leg when I get a migraine. And every time I've had a migraine since I was 16, I've thought, I'm not going to survive this. Like, this is a brain tumor. I'm going to die. This is the yeah. worst I've ever experienced. Sometimes I've got up and still cooked a roast dinner. Sometimes I've got up and still looked after my kids. Sometimes I've got up and I've done one of my TikTok videos with a cracking migraine. Yeah. So when I have those times when I'm struggling, I think back to those times when I thought I wasn't going to cope and I did cope. You know, I survived skin cancer. I remember waiting for my results from that and thinking, this is it. Like the, the results are going to be bad and thinking I'm not going to survive this. And then I've managed to survive it. You know, it's it's people believing in you. Like, my, like Leanne, who's just signed me for Web Industries, believes in me like more than anybody's ever believed in me like on another level she gets me and she boosts me up and she finds me the right things it's about surrounding yourself with people i think that that get you it's finding your tribe isn't it it's yeah like i again it's one of those cheesy sayings that like if you surround yourself with like 10 millionaires you'll become the 11th and yeah. it's like, but on the flip side of that, like if you surround yourself with like 10 kind of negative people, you will become the 11th. It's all about kind of finding your tribe, finding the people that get you, that support you, that elevate you, because it's those kind of things like, you know, I think we in, we're in this kind of generation where we're clinging on to things purely for nostalgic reasons. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like when you hold a rope, if you hold a rope for too long, it's going to eventually burn your hands if it's being pulled through. And it's like, I think it's the same with people. Like, I'm very similar to yourself in that respect. There's been a lot of people that when I started all of this, I thought, this is it. This is my, you know, this yeah. is my kind of my my cheerleaders, if you like. Like, I would cheer for them and like vice versa. And then as it's kind of got, you know, a little bit more successful, it's, I'm kind of like, ah, okay. Yeah. You kind of want to see me do well, but like not better than you kind of yeah. vibe. yeah but then it's the, again it all comes down to the connection like having these kind of conversations with people that I'm realizing that okay I'm not a bad person because I want to take that step away yeah like if that's not serving me I, it's okay to you know it doesn't align with my core or my values it's okay to take a step away I completely agree with that and I think that you notice who your supporters are when you are doing well because 
And I've noticed things that like people who I thought were one of my best friends maybe haven't even followed my charity shop girl page yeah. or even liked it or shared it or and like some like you say I go, Oh right, like I don't get that. And I seem sometimes they've watched my story but they don't follow me and I just <laughs> think don't get like I, so I want bad. everyone <laughs> to succeed. I want everyone to, you know, when I left Liverpool, I got a little bit of negativity about leaving Liverpool, you know, yeah. why leave and why do you want to, you know, but it's all about your journey. That's another thing that I think I've learned is that nobody else, some people will say to me, I don't understand why you want to do that. I think you don't have to understand it because it's, it's, I, I as long your as, as long as I'm not hurting anyone and I'm a good person, I'm going to just make the most of being here, you know what I mean? And do the things oh. that I want. I love you. I think you're brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking too much, actually. <laughs> no, no, don't, this is what you're here for. We're here to talk about you. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. But to be fair, I do want to kind of go back to, you know, Charity Shop Girl. Um, because obviously this is now kind of building and growing into something that is a bit of a movement. It's kind of raising awareness on, you know, the top picture you can find at a charity shop. The impact, obviously, donating to charity can have, obviously, to these incredible causes. What is the plan with this because obviously we're in a very difficult time at the moment where you know there is a lot of people with a lot of fear in terms of what's coming next or you know struggling to do this this and this like is it just to keep going with the way that you're going just to kind of educate people around the benefits of kind of shopping at charity shops yeah I think I think that a lot of people might think that all I do is just show that I get clothes from the charity shops but there's so much more to it than I want to be the voice of charity retail. I want to change the stigma of charity retail. You know, I want people to realize what shopping in a charity shop does to benefit that charity. And we all know that like during COVID, what was helping us the most communities, local communities, neighbors, people around us, charities were helping people and everyone was like coming together. These charities, like so many different ones, whether they help homeless people, children, you know, elderly people people with cancer animals with the so like they have a lot of these places aren't even government funded they just like 
work solely on like donations or mm. fundraising or like people investing in them and what or whatever. So it's just really helping people put their money to help them as well. Yeah. So it's a, a whole. That's why I wanted to be charity shop girl because it wasn't just I'm just showing you what I wear. It's how these the charities are helping our families you know we're all gonna at some point be affected by something that one of these charities can help us with if not a couple you know we've all got charities that are closer to our heart because they mean something to us because maybe they've helped us but i think the fashion side of it is there's so many other elements i'm trying to help people create their own style to be confident where to not feel like if you can't afford a pair of balenciaga trainers you don't need to go and buy a pair of Balenciaga. Yeah. Comfortable in what you wear and you like what you're wearing. You know, there's so many different parts of it that I'm trying to do with Charity Shop Girl and be relatable as well. I want people yeah. to feel like she's relatable because it's very difficult not to compare yourself on social media. Yeah. And there's people out there who may be shopping charity shops but don't want to admit that they shop in charity shops but then people have messaged me saying you make it really cool like i, I actually say now that i shop in charity yeah. shops there's so many different elements and i think if someone was to ask me what my goal would be it would be i would love to set up my own charity shops and really set this standard of a boutique charity shop it's all vintage, secondhand, but it's incredible. You're helping the charities, you know, but you're also getting these incredible clothes yeah. that I've still got so much wear left in them that we don't need to keep buying all this crap. Basically. This is powerful, though. And do you know what, though? Like, I, I can really kind of see, like, how much, like, passion is in this for you. And I, I think, as well, there's an, a huge element of, like, finding your identity at the age that you did like yeah. from you know the sh- the closure you got from the charity shop and stuff like that the impact that has had throughout your life is quite incredible so for you to now give that back like well look what I've been able to do just because I wasn't kind of as focused on what everyone else was doing like this is where you could be like finding that identity and just being who you were born to be that's yeah. what's going to take you to these places that's what my mum says all the time, that this was, you were born to do this, Jen. You were born to do what you're doing. And it's not, like I say, not just showing my outfits. It's showing how other people can... I don't want to wear an outfit and someone want to copy it. I want someone to be inspired by it and go yeah. and create from it. Whereas I think if I was to just show clothes from a high street shop, they can go out walking and buy it. Whereas someone might go... I wear a lot of men's suits. Like people might go, I would never wear a men's suit. I'm going to go and buy one. Yeah. Then they on. They feel great. It costs a fiver or ten pounds. I've helped someone then without actually sitting there and helping someone. I've made someone go out and do something different out of their comfort zone. They feel great. They save money. The charity's benefited. So it's yeah. all these little things that I'm doing in the background that people don't realise that I'm doing and. I, I, that's just what I want to do is just help yeah. charity, help sustainable fashion, help people find their identity with fashion and clothes and not feel like that they've got to keep up with next door because they've got Balenciaga's on. Oh, no. They look like socks. <laughs> I mean, each of, the, each of their own. I should have said to you, actually, one of the things that bothers me is when you see someone like a, a lad at the bus stop with a pair of Balenciaga's on, you think, if you didn't buy them Balenciaga's, <laughs> Like that's that's the whole point of 
how people want to look a certain way instead yeah. of being practical and thinking, right, those trainers at 800 pounds, I'm going to get on the bus in them. And I think <laughs> I'm going to b- spend 800 pounds on driving lessons and we're, okay, maybe not done, eh? But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, we've um, all done it. But you like, I find it so like relatable like there's a I've, you know not just from like a, a fashion point of view like even from a like a financial point of view like I've put myself in some situations purely because I thought that's what everyone wanted to do like I was doing all these things that I thought made me look good but they didn't make me feel good and I think that's a huge kind of sign whether it comes down to fashion whether it comes down to you know your friends or whatever situation you're in if it's not making you feel good you will wow within your rights to be like, no, this this isn't for me. Well, I think you only have to think about COVID for that because during COVID, we all as people had amazing cars on the drive. We had all these incredible clothes hanging up in the wardrobe. But yeah. all we cared about was our family and friends being healthy and being okay. And when we stripped it all away, we realized that they weren't actually the things that made us happy. It was the people that we were around and we wanted everyone to be okay. We wanted to support everyone. We were checking in everyone, making sure everyone was okay. I think if anything positive came from that, it was it did make people realize that we don't need all these materialistic yeah. things. They're not important because this is what's important. Because even though it was all stripped back and taken away from us and we had the bare minimum, we were allowed to do the bare minimum. We weren't going on these like thousand pound holidays. Yeah. Holidaying in our garden or whatever. Exactly, the tent. Yeah, exactly. But like I know people who during COVID fathers had never cooked before and they were learning to cook for their family and so when you I always think as well that I had a Mercedes when I worked at Mercedes and then I left Mercedes and the the car got taken off me and I got a Toyota Yaris and I never forget thinking to myself I didn't lose any friends because of that like my friends I'm not going to come out with you now because you've got a Toyota Yaris so that just shows that it's not important mm. like there's so many other things that are so much more important and as you go through life and things happen to you you realize those things aren't important that's powerful i think that's the sound bite right there that that was i feel like i want to clap it's great <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to charity shops then so do you have any tips i mean because obviously I've, I've been in charity shops I've, i don't think i've i, I had I haven't bought half as much as what I should from charities, especially from charities that have like really supported me on my journey and whether it's me personally or whether it's the situation that I'm in with my mom. Um, but is there any kind of tips that you advise? Like, you know, especially when it comes to like the fashion element, like, cause I imagine like, it's just a bit of a free from just like, do you know what? If you go in, you like it. Everyone's yeah. a winner. The thing is, if you are, if you follow trends and you like trends, so you like to follow, you like what's in the shops now, or you've yeah. got a certain style, I guarantee you that every single charity shop you ever step foot in will have something that you like. The biggest tip I will give anyone is you've got to be prepared to rummage. It's not yeah. going <laughs> to. You. So when I, the other day I was in Bernardo's, and the girl was with me, she was like. I can tell why you get stuff because I'm literally like lifting stuff up and <laughs> open boxes. I open every box because you you've got to be prepared to rummage. That is my main tip is that you can't go in and go, oh, there's nothing in here for me because you've got to look. You've got to look in every section. Women look in the men's section. You know, you've got to look 
everywhere because you just never know what you're going to find. But I guarantee there'll be something in there that you will like. And you've got to be quite open-minded. Like, you've got to... You have got to leave that stigma at the door if you are unsure about secondhand shopping. Until you're ready, you won't fully open yourself up into a charity shop because you will still be like, oh, I'm not touching that. But charity shops aren't like that anymore. I mean, there's the odd one that I walk in and go, no, I won't be buying anything in here. Yeah. Just... <laughs> but they're, they're very much like they're, they're fizzling out big time and they're yeah. up at- and the merchandising is incredible. And I just say, you've got to rummage. Yeah. Don't, it can be very overwhelming. So if you like certain things, like I love a blazer, so I would say to someone, go and look at blazers first and then venture around. And once you start getting a bit more. <laughs> Dabble oh, around in the You've got to build your confidence, especially <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not a charity shopper, then, you know, when I first met Ben, he used to wait outside the shop for me and he wouldn't come in. Especially if we were in like Leamington or Stratford in case yeah. he saw he'd have a cap on and he'd be like, oh, but so now know, he... I was going to bring this up because obviously my mum is now in a home over in Leamington and she is constantly saying like, it's the one thing like she regrets like when we kind of go out and about is that we don't go to enough charity shops. Leamington. She has... Yeah, in my top three, Leamington. I actually, <laughs> this is what she said. <laughs> that might be my number one place for charity shopping. It is the absolute best place to charity shop because the quality of the stuff's good. Yeah, the, the t- like the style of shops is good, and there's loads. So it's did you want to sound like a extreme sport? Like charity shopping. Yeah, yeah. So she used to do the whole kind of, um, there was a place in Birmingham. I don't think it was a charity shop, but I'm, I'm sure it was like second hand. Uh, I think it was called Cow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Always but, in that. She was very yeah. kind of like old school vintage, like oh. whether it was Lacoste or Fred Perry or, you know, yeah. like the old kind of like Samba trainers with the Adidas, Adidas, anything from that kind of era, like she used to kind of run with, but she only used to find it in charity shops because she didn't want to be buying it brand new because it was like five six times the price she's obviously got the knack then because you've either got it or you have them sometimes and if you can do it and you can carry it off even better like if you can find something like i show things sometimes my videos and go look what i've bought and i can tell that people are going oh god that looks (laughs) like that looks like something off like romeo (laughs) and then i put it on and people are like actually that looks really good I think it's about I think that's too fair though. I think that's a like a thing at the moment, isn't it? Like we're all guilty of that like uh yeah, yeah. that little bit of judgment, but until you try it, you don't know. Yeah. And I always say that trust me, like trust me when you see this outfit and people go, I'm not sure about that. And then when I put it on, they go, Actually that looks really nice. I mean I have had a couple of fails. But... <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> but with the, yeah, but is it a failure or is it a lesson not to do it again? That's I think for me, it's like sometimes a cat people. A are, um, <laughs> I wore. I remember when I did my air amb- my air ambulance photo shoot. I wore this blazer and I had these really thick gold chains on. I thought I had them here, but I haven't. And this woman comments and saying, um, "Don't like the Mister T chains," and I was like, "Oh my god, that actually really is. stood in front of a helicopter. It's very, <laughs> very on brand." And I was like. Oh, how did I get that wrong? It was only one person. It did upset me, and I have one. 
because I felt like I didn't want to look like Mr. T. So I will put that down as a failure. But I guess everyone's everyone's different, and everyone okay. might. I wouldn't wear those shoes, or I wouldn't wear this. But then again, that's when I'm talking about finding your own style. If you like it, like if I pick something up, Ben or someone might say to me, mm, "I'm not sure." I go, "Don't mind, I'm getting it." You know, yeah. it's about you thinking you don't have to like it because you're not wearing it. My dad always says, "Oh, I don't like that." Oh, you're not wearing it. So don't worry about it. On the flip side of that, how important is it for people to donate to charity shops? Just as important, because if not the most important because yeah. we've got to keep that cycle going you know we've got to keep good clothes in circulation yeah. and as well another side of that is people used to pay money to charities every month didn't they and people can't afford to do that anymore yeah. and even if you can't afford to shop in a charity shop you can still support them by donating stuff so there's all different ways whether it's volunteering or donating a bag of clothes that you I once donated a bag of clothes that was like stuff that I hadn't worn for ages. They priced it up and the bag was worth a hundred quid. Wow. And hundred quid to a charity is I, I always talk about this mite and hospice in Warwickshire. Yeah. If you spend fifteen quid in one of their shops, that pays for a hosp uh, patient's meals in the hospice for a day. Wow. And you don't realise that if you were to just walk into a charity shop now and donate a jumper, they priced it up, two jumpers, they priced them up at £7.50. You just realise what that's actually doing for a person. Like, you just don't... And that's just two items. So if you're... Donating helps because it obviously keeps clothes out of landfill. We're keeping them in circulation. And again, it's going to encourage people to keep going to the charity shops because if you go in a charity shop and you see amazing stuff i always go we need to go back there again because that was so good that was and a good one yeah that was a really good one and i love that one because remember i got that from there so <laughs> have to be conscious about what they're donating as well i imagine like your wall is like one of those like memes you see that are like red string <laughs> like to location to location to like <laughs> that was I, a good one going back I, there <laughs> do that i do need to do like a pin map to say where <laughs> where i'm going but I've, I've literally been all over the country that's I'm incredible st- I'm, I'm going to jersey in 10 days actually with a charity <laughs> which is charity shop girls getting on an airplane which is mental Go global i know but I'm, I'm hoping you know that i'm to be a voice for these smaller charities is really special you know they're obviously coming to me because they they value what i'm yeah. about and they know that I can, that I'm valuable to them. I mean, you know, they, I can help them and they feel like that they can benefit from me. And how, how special is that to feel that yeah. a charity wants to work with you because you can benefit a charity? Like, it's like win-win for everyone, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, honestly, you're, you're incredible. <laughs> like, I'm so glad. I'm, I'm, like, I feel so lucky that I have these kind of conversations because I get all kind of like fired up and like, I don't know, it's, it's it makes me feel weird, <laughs> but not weird in a bad way. But like, I feel yeah. like all inspired. That's what I'll say. Inspired. Yeah, I like it. When people say to me about being an, like, oh, you're an influencer. I'm like, I want to be an inspirer. That's what I want to yeah. be rather than an influencer. Definitely. I want to inspire people. And I do feel like that I, I'm definitely achieving that. You know, people, a woman come up to me in the shop two days ago in Wormslow and literally as I come out of the shop, I burst into tears because she said to me, wow. You have massively inspired me, like, on another level. Like, I'd lost who I was. I didn't know my style. And now I'm, 
I'm excited to go into a charity shop. I wore a shirt the other day with horses on. I would never have worn that, but you made me feel like it was okay. And the way that you are, like that, how different you are, that your hair is short and it's not long and you don't care that you don't dress like everybody else. You've made me feel like it's okay to be me. And I come out the shop and literally just burst into tears because I thought, you don't even realise that video that you're doing in your bedroom is making somebody yeah. feel it is weird it is yeah. like such a surreal feeling when you do get that feedback yeah it's special though and it like makes you think oh i'm gonna keep going you know that's the, the fire isn't it yeah definitely is the fire with that because obviously we talk about a lot of like coping mechanisms like on the show and i wanted to kind of tap in to kind of like those kind of painful moments for you like you've mentioned quite a few bits like throughout obviously the the podcast when things get a little bit kind of much, what do you lean to? Obviously, I know like you've got like your videos and like you've got the kids and stuff. Is there anything that you do for yourself that's like, this is for me, for what I need to kind of like get through those moments? Music. Yeah. Music. Like someone could come and remove my television now and it wouldn't bother <laughs> me, but my music is, I'm from a very musical family. Music is everything to me and if I'm struggling if I'm struggling and I'm sad I usually find the saddest song that I can find I'll <laughs> feel even sadder but yeah I, music for me is definitely and baking obviously I, I yeah. love baking but definitely I would say music is my like it helps me it's my time out you know what I mean well you, your hometown created one of the biggest bands in the world yeah so imagine uh, like and my nan. What, what music was played like when you were growing up? Um, by my parents, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, what did you grow up around? Sorry, Beach Boys, amazing. Uh, Carly Simon, James Taylor, Van Morrison, all like, and my daddy looked, heavy like, hitters. Yeah, Bob Seger. Um, oh, can't you caught me off guard now? But <laughs> honestly, like, my mom loved music. My nan used to sing in um. Liverpool she was a singer my mum like could play the piano it's just we're just a very musical family and I find that music helps me through each mood yeah you know it, and I have like songs that get me like yeah I've just I've got a song for everything I've even got a playlist on my Spotify for my funeral that I say all the time like don't so goodbye come out to the playlist and put any little extras on in there because there's something for everything. And I mean, there's about, it's more like a concert, I think, because there's that many songs. I've <laughs> even got one for like <laughs> a live show of my selfies. Can you make sure that this one's playing in the background? And I said to my mum, the ending is really good in that song. So make sure that everybody stays till the end because it's the <laughs> like no one's allowed to leave. <laughs> Don't let stop it and finish it. It's halfway through. They've got to play it till the end. But that's how important music is to me. Like yeah. it's it's everything. Like that I've is. I've never heard anyone else say that before about the funeral thing. It's only because, like, it, it, to me, it sounds quite morbid. But the situation that I'm in with my mom, I, I there's a chance that I have to plan a funeral every like two to three months. It never happens. Obviously, she's an incredibly strong, resilient woman. Like, yeah, she pulls through every time. But that's always there at the back of my mind. So I have these songs, like not on repeat because that sounds really morbid but like I have them <laughs> either in my notes or on a playlist just in case because 
I need I need to be prepared. Yeah. And I think I'd say that my skin cancer probably triggered me yeah. having that because whilst I was waiting for my, you know, my results, I, I thought that was it. Like I didn't know yeah. what was gonna happen. I think that that was going to happen in the first place, but I very much thought if I'm going to get anything right from this, it's going to be the music. You know? <laughs> the music. Regards to the results, they'll be bangers. <laughs> the list of songs that definitely are not allowed to be played as well. Do not play this song. You know, it's important that no one plays. <laughs> to be um, fair, I obviously I, I round off each one of my episodes <laughs> with a list of kind of music related questions. And I'm kind of wanting like, so what song will we play in as you're like created yeah. or like we did we're not gonna do it's, that. I can't do that. <laughs> that's answer those questions. Some of them like really like some of them are very deep, you know, like yeah. very one of them is from my favourite film, Platoon, which is not a great film to be a favourite film. <laughs> but people are gonna think I'm really disturbed. But the the like the little theme tune to that is what when I come in, and then my, like my slideshow of my selfies is. Do you ever watch that program, Dawson's Creek? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. I've got it all planned out, all planned out, every single part of it. But it's important. It's the main part of it, and everyone's got to understand. Like, don't veer off from the playlist. Don't add. Yeah. Even underneath playlist on Spotify where it says um, songs that you might recommend. Don't add any new recommendations. <laughs> They've got to be what well, stick to the list, stick to the playlist, because I'll know. <laughs> I'll come back and get every single one. Oh, my God. That nearly took my breath away, that did. I, did a... I think that's the first time someone's come on the waffle shop and been in possession. Oh. Um, to be fair, though, one of the questions I do always ask is, and I get the impression that it doesn't take you a lot to get on the dance floor, but is there a song that needs to be playing to get you on the dance floor? Outcast. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yes. And there's a reason for that, because when I was 17, 18, we used to drink in the Old Monk in Liverpool, and the DJ loved me and my friends because we were always dancing. And any time that song would come on, I would be straight up there. The dance floor would clear, and I would do this, like, mental... I hadn't even had a drink, by the way. I would just do it. <laughs> and it reminds me of just being 17, 18, having the best time, not worrying about anything, you know, 20 quid in my pocket to buy a couple of orange reef, and I, and I, was, and I could still get a taxi <laughs> the best times ever so definitely outcast here what a song i know Shaking it like a polaroid picture every time <laughs> really love outcast though that the love below album is one of the best albums yeah. it's such a good album oh i feel don't know because i feel like you're the kind of person that i would sit for hours with <laughs> and just talk solidly about music and albums my, I, really that's so true because my music is so up and down one day i can be listening to taylor swift and then the next minute, you know, listen to Nirvana. You know, it's like just... <laughs> there's no in between. No, there's no in between. I love Westlife. I'm a massive Westlife fan. But then again, I love the Beach Boys. And yeah. I love... I went to see James Taylor, who was incredible. I love Jamie Cullum. I love... You know, there's oh. just so much different, you know, songs that I like in different music. And they just all come in at different times. 90s R&B is yeah. my... When I'm getting ready to go on a night out, I'm, I'm in that mood. <laughs> That's the hype music. Yeah. 
So to you say that like there, that kind of music puts like a smile on your face, reminds you of the good times. Obviously, there's songs you've already mentioned that there's songs that you you know you listen to to make you feel sadder. Like you know, like you pretend you're in a music video, like they pull on the heartstrings. Yeah. Is there a song that, or even an album, to be right, that does that for you? Um, yeah, America. Do you know the song Ventura Highway? I'm not going to sing it, but you'll know what it is. But they've got an album that I've actually got an LP, which is one of my favourite albums. And it's yeah. one of those that I can that you don't skip any of the songs. And I think that that's a sign of a good album. You know, you've got, I love Westlife, but I hate the song Uptown Girl. And that's on one of my favourite albums. So yeah. I don't call my favourite <laughs> album because when Uptown Girl comes on, I go, nope, see ya. <laughs> so I'd, I can't say that that's <laughs> So it's definitely America. You'll know the song, Venture yeah. Highway. And they're, they're probably my favourite band of all time. Wow. I think you, know what, you are absolutely brilliant. I feel like I'm, did you send me your playlist <laughs> on the web with it. Just send it over. You know what? Okay, so the, the fi- final question for you then. If there is a song that you can kind of put into a box, never ever listen to it again, what would it be? I feel this is going to upset people because I feel like any time I tell someone this, I did a poll on my Instagram ages ago saying, what's the worst song? What's your favourite song? And it was most people's favourite song. And I was like, oh, God, you be for Red Red Wine. Don't tell me you like that song. No, no, no. I'm, I'm quite similar with songs like that. I don't understand the hype. It's just, I just hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I don't, why is it played at everybody's birthday party? <laughs> Every <Ultimately>. time. <laughs> why is it always on the radio? And I just, no. I would just put that into a box, like Room 101, get rid of it. I just don't ever again. But that, that's a hard question because there's loads. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one, though. Because I get, like, really arty-farty answers when I ask this question. Because I feel like people think, like, oh, well, I don't want people to think I'm not cool or something. Like, I just want to tell you, like, what you skip. What pisses yeah. you off? Tell me. That's, that's just It's not like I'm going to pull them out. I'm like, oh, well, they're here. <laughs> you I, tell them yourself. <laughs> I just have you be 40 years of watching this. Or he's, like, was going to become a fan. And he's like, no, I'm not following her now. She doesn't like my music. But I don't think they care. Genuinely. <laughs> No, well, it's all about personal opinion, isn't it? So, yeah. Exactly. And it's such a well liked song. song, isn't it? You know, so yeah, just either that like, or you that... like with like the Grease Mega Mix and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we don't need that anymore. We don't need to, yeah. But I think that about films, like, do you, I know this isn't one of the questions, but why is Miss Smith still on the telly on films? Like, there's enough films in the world to never show the same film again. Why are we still paying? for sky movies to watch mr and mrs smith like honestly put something else on yeah, like they're turning that into a tv show now as well they're not <laughs> honestly i don't i don't know why i know that but yeah oceans 11 oceans 13 we've seen it like show us some other films by the that's the same as you Every before number. i'm gone again simply the best at the end of the party uh. you know York at the end of the party. Mix it up a little bit. Put some. You know what? Saying that Wonderwall. What's what um, are your feelings? I'm not an Oasis fan. I'm not either. <laughs> it, like I don't get the hype. And when I see these tweets saying, "Oh, I can't believe they're not getting back together," I'm like, "Skunk less." Like, just yeah. 
So, when's Brian McFadden going to come back to work? <laughs> yeah, I just don't like, Bring get... back girls aloud. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like I'm very much... I don't follow the crowd in lots of ways. Yeah. And I don't the whole Oasis thing. I just, I just don't get it. I'm not a festival goer either, really. So I don't get that. Like so many people who go to, fest- to festivals, I'm just like, it's just not for me. Oh, see, I'm a festival goer. Oh, yeah. Festival goer. Going yeah. to Glastonbury this year for the first time ever. Very I would excited. like fashion size of things, but I would go if I could come home or if I could yeah. like stay in a really nice hotel. It's the whole like queuing for the toilets for me, queuing for the just can't. I went to see Coldplay once and that was rough. Bad enough. Like, people were like weaning cups and then throwing it across. And I was like, no, this is not okay if this what's it was, happening. It was all yellow. <laughs> And you didn't even prepare for that. That was a good I joke. didn't. See, I've become... <laughs> it was me. <laughs> big Coldplay fan. <laughs> I'm a big Coldplay fan. Honestly, a massive Coldplay fan. Russia Blood's album is another level. Yeah, honestly, they are... They just nail it every time. Every And they, they're like a... They reinvent themselves every time because every yeah. time there's a little bit different... But it's still, you know, it's them, if you know what I mean. And I think that that, honestly, don't get me talking about Coldplay. I know, it's fair. I'm going to wrap this up because I feel like we'll be... (laughs) Welcome to episode seven (laughs) with Jennifer. Uh, Honestly, you have been an absolute diamond to waffle with. Like, my face is aching. Like, I'm going to be more conscious now. And I hope everyone listened to this. That old bag of clothes or something that you're thinking, like, that top doesn't fit me anymore or that top doesn't quite suit me anymore, donate it because it's going to not only make a difference, it's going to put a smile on someone's face regardless of where that item of clothing goes or where the money goes. So start donating to charity. And start shopping in charity shops because it's absolutely okay to wear the same thing twice. It's okay to wear something secondhand. Let's change the stigma and get people in the charity shops. There we go. Thank you so much for joining me for a waffle. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. For- <laughs> I've been looking forward to it for ages. So thank you. My my, my cheeks are hurting as well. <laughs> I feel like we're going to need like a part like four and five <laughs> because I need to hear these songs. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.